You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson. Do you own a cabin or cottage that you want your children or family members to inherit? After all, cabins or cottages probably helped create a lot of fond memories for many now-aging Canadians who grew up spending summer at the lake at the family cabin, or cottage as it was called, depending on what part of the country they're from. But that cabin or cottage can often be the source of frustration, stress, or even arguments when discussing options for transferring it to the next generation. Joining me this morning to talk about succession planning for the family cabin is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, everybody listening. It is the season for uh, cabin country visiting, isn't it? It is, definitely. And the weather is looking nice outside. It's time to go for camping. It's time to go to the lake and the cabin. It's time for everybody to enjoy the summer. So on today's show, let's talk about some examples of how the Macmillan team can help with this succession planning of that cabin, cottage, vacation home, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Uh, For today's session, we're going to have a couple of case studies and illustrations, as well as some pointers, tips and tricks on how mom and dad can start some discussions over the dinner table in the family cottage. The timing is incredible, Henry, on this one, because I have a friend of mine who was going through this this same situation. Um, Mom and dad have had this cabin out at Fairmont for a long, long time. Um, He's always enjoyed the cabin. He has uh, other siblings who, no, the cabin's okay, but they're not really interested in it. He wants the cabin, but it's mom and dad's cabin to do with as they wish. And I don't know what recently transpired, but I think he now has the cabin. But in that situation, mom and dad might go, you know what? We'd like you to have the cabin, but we're going to sell it to you. Well, maybe he doesn't have the money to buy fair market value of what that cabin is worth. So then mom and dad say, well, we'll give it to you at a discount. That has some tax implications, doesn't it, down Definitely. the road? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that situation and, and how we can resolve that, how the team at McMillan can help some, guide someone through the process of that transition. Mm-hmm. What you want to consider here is a couple of things. First of all, where is the cabin situated? There's a difference because if the cabin is situated in BC, uh, BC laws have what's called a transfer tax attached to the transfer of the land. So you have to take that into consideration because that's another fee. In addition to that, across the board in Canada, there's what you call a capital gain tax on the appreciation or gain of the property. So if mom and dad acquired it from grandma and grandpa, and let's say for just $100,000, and at this time it's cost or its fair market value is a million dollars, then there's a significant gain there. And guess what accompanies a gain? Capital gain tax. So capital gain tax is based on a property that is, of course, not your primary residence. And since it's a recreational property or cottage, we're assuming that mom and dad have a residential or a primary home separate from that. So we have to consider the tax. And when they sell it, that capital gains tax is assessed to them. 
Correct. So mom and dad as the sellers would have to pay the gain tax on the appreciation uh, based on the sale transaction. So that's something that we have to consider. And that's something that they may not be willing to do either. And hence their decision perhaps to sell at a discount. Correct. So what are the implications of selling at a discount, Henry? So when we sell at a discount, of course, the government uh, doesn't necessarily look at the proceeds or if the value of the land is worth a million dollars, but we're selling it for, let's say, five hundred dollars, or five hundred thousand, rather. Yes. Um, the tax is still based on that fair value of a million dollars. So unfortunately, even though we sell it at a discount, the tax is still pretty substantial. So the question now there is. What do mom and dad do? No escaping the tax man. Exactly. So we have a couple of solutions which we'd like to share with families. And one of that is, first of all, dealing with the situation where mom and dad simply do not have the cash flow to pay for this tax. And the worst that could happen is to sell the cottage in order to pay the tax. Well, definitely not. Sure. And and if they want to keep that within the family, that's not an option. But perhaps some of the family members may not want to have the cabin. Maybe they don't have those fond memories of growing up at that cabin. And then they just go, hey, we can get the money out of it. Let's get the money out of it. And so that might be an option for mom and dad. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And that's one of the main or first questions that we ask families. First of all, does the property have enough sentimental value that the family wants to keep it for generations to come? Because if it were a property that you would consider selling in the next let's say two to three or five years, then I would recommend that we do limited planning around this property because we would consider it for sale. Also, the issue of maintenance. Maybe this cabin that has been in the family for decades uh, requires some major work to bring it up to snuff. Or maybe it's already in good condition, but there are ongoing maintenance issues and that requires funds. Definitely. Cash flow is always an issue for these family cottages. And by the very nature of the property itself, these are properties that have been around for quite a while. So property maintenance, but also property tax. You have to consider that these properties come with sometimes a hefty tax bill because of the appreciation in their value. And there is also the cost of utilities, those kinds of things as mm-hmm. well. So. And for some properties too, uh, getting them ready for winter, getting them ready for the summer and the season change. So what is the first step then, Henry, if, if uh, mom and dad don't know where to go, don't know quite what to do, how to uh, manage their succession, manage this uh, inheritance What's the first step for them? Mm-hmm. The family discussion and the reflection is is very important for family cottages. And why so? It's because um, mom and dad have to have a firm discussion with the family and what their expectations are so that they can plan in accordance with those goals and objectives. And to illustrate that, they have to first confirm whether or not this is something they want to keep in the family or whether or not this is something they would be willing to sell in the next few years. Let's assume that everybody's on board with keeping this vacation home. What's the next step? They talk to you good folks at McMillan Estate Planning. What are your recommendations? All right. So let's talk about that. First of all, we want to know who's on board. If there is a specific child or group of children who are interested in taking ownership and continuing on with that property and who have the ability to finance such a purchase we may recommend that the kids purchase the property from mom and dad. That makes things easy. 
Okay, and then the family can just have some internal agreements on use of the property, or if they're gonna charge each other rent or cleaning fees and whatsoever that can be done internally. Another option for the family would be to consider building a trust to own the property itself. Now, the trust seems to, we've talked about this on, on previous shows, and the trust seems to be the, the catch-all for a lot of property-related uh, inheritance issues. Definitely. I love trusts. Uh, they allow for a lot of flexibility, and they allow for a lot of bloodline protection as well, which is what we need in society, unfortunately, right now. And that's a good point, because that might have been one of the concerns that uh, that mom and dad or even the kids were, were concerned about. You know, you want to leave the the family vacation home, but let's say one of the beneficiaries, one of the kids has a divorce and because the spouse is part of that family, there could be a claim on the family vacation home. That's true. And unfortunately, that has happened in a couple of occasions where the spouse, well, the ex now, is laying claim on the family cottage. And that's just a horrible nightmare for the family. It's very sentimental to the family. And all of a sudden, this in-law is trying to lay claim on that cottage and those memories. And that's why the the trust is such a, a valuable asset, a valuable tool in estate planning. Exactly. And that's why in these specific trusts, the designated beneficiaries are usually mom and dad, the direct lineal descendants, the kids, and the grandkids. And of note, there is an exclusion uh, that this does not include the in-laws. Interesting. So there are different kinds of trusts. There are. And let's talk about some of those. So just an easy distinction between the trust that we can create for cottages is the testamentary trust, which is you can create a trust for the cottage to take effect after we die. And there's also a trust that we can create while we're still alive. All right. Well, let's assume that mom and dad are still alive and they want to still enjoy going out to this, uh, to this home, this cabin, cottage, uh, whatever, and still have their children and grandchildren to enjoy it as well. So what kind of trust do we set up for mm-hmm. that one? So what mom and dad would usually do and we would recommend is they build an inter vivos trust. And the process to do it is mom and dad would transfer ownership from their name in favor of the trust, the cottage trust, okay? Now, what is the implication of this? So mom and dad would no longer own the cottage, the trust would own it, but guess what? The trustees would still be mom and dad. So really there is no difference there as far as day to day. And the beneficiaries would be mom and dad, the kids and grandkids directly. So that means that those people can enjoy the use and enjoyment of this property. We'll be back in a moment with Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.